Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we bring on Larry and Kaylin Diamond. I couldn't find a flaw in any of his arguments because they were based on anthropology. They were based on common sense. They were based on this premise. If let's say you had a job as a zookeeper and you were in charge of tigers and you had to come up with their diet, the first thing you would say, well, I wonder what wild tigers eat. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azada here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. I hope you're having an amazing day today. I've got a lot of vitamin G gratitude for you. Thank you for pressing play today. Out of all the options you have out there with all the different podcasts and let's face it, all the distractions, you chose us and you chose us right now and we're super grateful and you're not going to regret it. We got two amazing, inspirational stories to share with you from our guests, Larry and Kaylin. They are married and they are amazing. They're going to share their journey of going through so many health challenges, both of them were obese. And then they discovered low-carb, paleo, fasting, 2013 and then 2014, first Larry, then his wife. And Larry lost 120 pounds. Kaylin lost over 70 pounds. And it completely changed the course of their life, their family, their friends. And we get into a great conversation because I think this is going to be really practical and relatable. You're going to hear their story. It's going to inspire the heck out of you to get started or to just continue doing what you're doing if you already started. And we also get into Larry's work with Dr. Jason Fung and Megan Ramos. He is part of their the fasting method. I love their group. The fasting method is amazing. Dr. Fung and Megan Ramos are incredible. And Larry has been working with them, doing some great work. So we get into how that got started and what they're doing over at the fasting method. Also, the inspiration behind Larry has been uh, Mark Sisson from Mark's Daily Apple, Primal Blueprint, uh, etc. And and I love Mark as well. And we're going to hear about some of the primal laws that Larry has learned from Mark to help him on his journey. You're going to hear about diet variation, feast, famine, cycling, uh, how me and Larry met at Dr. Pompa's conference. And then I asked them both a very important question at the end. I asked Kaylin if a, a woman was listening to this podcast right now and she wanted to get her husband on board, how can she do that? And then I asked Larry the same question, but if it's a man who wants to get his, hu- uh, his, excuse me, his wife on board, how can he do that? So you're going to want to hear that answer. It was great. It was inspirational. You're going to want to check them out. 
and share this with somebody you know as well. Before I bring them on for an amazing conversation, I want to take just a brief minute to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This five-star review comes from Miami Shaw, titled, Benazadi is the Real Deal. If you have any questions or concerns in regards to maintaining optimum health and wellness, this man and all his work he provides for you is all you will need. I'm proud to know you, Ben. Thank you for being you and all you do. Shaw, grateful to know you as well, brother. Thank you so much for that amazing review from somebody I know. It's super special when it comes from somebody I, I know in person as well. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcast, please do so right now or whatever podcast platform you're listening to, please do so right now. Just a quick reminder, you could watch all of the interviews you hear on the Keto Camp Podcast. You, you could watch the video format on YouTube, youtube.com slash Keto Camp, Camp with the K. We'll put a link for that down below. And also be sure to check me out on Instagram and TikTok. We're doing some cool things on Instagram and TikTok. We're about to hit 300,000 followers on TikTok because I believe we put out such great fun content on TikTok. So if you're on TikTok, follow me at the Benazadi. Same for Instagram at the Benazadi. And without further further ado, let's get to our special guest, Larry and Kaylin. Larry and Kaylin Diamond, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, you too. Thank great. you for having us. Great to see you again, Ben. It was a great pleasure to see you last week in Austin and your wonderful fiance. Congratulations to both. Thank you. Yeah, we had some, uh, it was just a few days ago. We were just in Austin, Texas, hanging out at KetoCon. Awesome event. So those listening and watching, make sure you make it to the next one, KetoCon 2023. And Larry shared on stage with other amazing individuals who have gone through this incredible keto trans transformations. And we're going to dive deep into both your stories, which are so inspirational. Those listening and watching, like you're in for quite the stories here. So let's start with that. Uh, and we'll start with you, Larry, because I know you started back in 2013. But what was leading up to that change that you made? What were some of the challenges you had, some of the things you were seeing in your family up until that point? You know, and Ben, that's so interesting. And you really focus on that because when I thought retrospectively why I succeeded, there was so much leading up to me really embracing change and, and making this a priority and committing to it. So really preceding the actual changes in habits was connecting with my whys. And there were a ton of both really powerful negative and positive whys, like you alluded to. Um, my uncle was my father figure growing up, most brilliant, kindest man that I had ever uh, met. We were, um, my wife and I and him bought our house with the intent of him living with us. I was really looking forward to that. And before that happened, he developed severe Alzheimer's. So he, we became his full-time caregivers in December 2012, and we were his full-time caregivers for the following year. Um, and I remember just very briefly a dinner in January 2013, we had gone to the Waco Zoo and we were eating in a uh, pasta restaurant about 10 minutes after the uh, ending our zoo visit. And he could not remember being at the zoo. And I was like beyond devastated um, this brilliant man that worked hard every day of his life, not being able to uh, enjoy 
has recently adopted granddaughter. We had recently adopted our, our granddaughter, and that was on the positive side. But I had an epiphany internally that I did not share with my wife. I was um, coming up on being 48 in June of that year, and I just saw myself passing before I reached 50. I, somehow I knew like this internal truth that I was going to pass before uh, turning 50. I didn't know about my wife, but I was also, real, we were both really, really unhealthy. Yes, we were both uh, morbidly obese, but I had severe daily IBS. I had bloody gums, bloody stools, I could severe asthma, allergies, depression, brain fog. My wife had her cornucopia. But as hard as that realization was, I didn't make the changes until May of that year. But I was learning, I was absorbing, I was thinking about it. And then just a series of events. I was out shopping, doing our um, grocery shopping one day, and I'll never forget this day. I came home, and I was always usually buying bread and pasta. I came home with neither, and I said, I'm never buying bread and pasta again. And she said, all right, all right, I, all right because she thought it would probably last a week or two. And uh, Like all the other things that, yeah. you know, all our other dietary changes and, or exercise changes. And, and like, okay, we'll try it. And I'm looking <laughs> at I'm looking at our pantry. I took canola oil or what was ever in it, and I kind of twirled it and I did a, a slam dunk in the trash can. So I did a pantry makeover. And in 2013, paleo was big, David Perlmutter's grain brain, um, wheat belly, and my scientific background is connected. It's not anthropology, it's geography, but I was studying agricultural production and traditional cultures. So Dr. Ben, Bill Schindler's Eat Like a Human, Rob Wolf, Mark Sisson, all made logical sense. Learning from our hunter-gatherer ancestors like Dr. Pompa does. And, you know, it, it, it so makes elegant common sense. And I had found my whys and I was super excited. So I was not focused at all on the things I was choosing not to have. I was super, super excited. You mean I can have three meat patties, not just one? I can have a meat patty with bacon on top of it? At that time, I, I did primal. You know, I can have cheese. Cheese is healthy. You know, avocados are healthy. All this delicious fatty food, you know, ribeye with the fat. I can have that and, and uh, you know, know that it's doing well for me. So I was excited. I was motivated. I did do a version of abstinence, not perfect, but very consistently. That first, it was the right decision for me. That first 30, 40 days. And this, I didn't even fast at that time. I was attempting three meals a day, but if I needed something fatty in between, I had it because my insulin levels were still high. Fat was my friend. I couldn't draw from my internal resources. So I only lost two pounds that first month, but that wasn't my focus. Actually, my main focus, I told my wife, was that I didn't want to be hungry all the time. So at the end of that first month, and I wanted to eat real food. I love real food. I always loved eggs. You know, I always had this instinct for real food, but it had kind of been hijacked. And my appetite control, the actual hormonal control of appetites had been 
demolished. So at the end of the first month, I'd only lost two pounds, but I was less hungry than I could ever imagine. I had more energy, better mood. I remember telling my wife, I did the hard work in that first week. Wow. When my brain and body didn't have carbs to fuel itself, it didn't know how to even use plate fat at first. So I had three bad days. At the end of the first month, I was over the moon. And really, my wife remembers me never once complaining about the food, really embracing it. And it was almost a done deal then after that first month because I had transitioned to real food and then everything fasting-wise and movement-wise and having more energy and mood. When I got over the ultra-process hijacking of our bodies and brains, so that was my method. It changed everything. Uh, Larry, that's I love hearing that because those are what I call non-scale victories. So many people change their nutrition. Let's say they do keto, paleo, whatever it is to lose weight. And it could help with that for sure. But that's the least important thing that you want to focus on. And like you just said, you only lost two pounds, although you made in the first month, although you made all of these changes, but you had more energy you were not hungry all the time, you just felt better. Like those are very important markers. And then the weight is going to come off. Obviously, it came off for you. But Larry, what was your highest weight um, before you made these changes? Yeah, so from my mid 20s to mid 30s to late 30s, I was over 350 pounds. And I'm 5'9". So I remember 56 inch a waist size. So when people see my before, pictures on the internet, that was 290 pounds and a 48 inch waist. So I spent over 10 years over the 50 BMI mark, which is called the super morbidly obese. So between my mid twenties and uh, when I started, I was between 270 and over 350. Then I did lose hundred pounds in a year. So technically 98 and 11 months and 120 pounds total. And I, I've kept it off. So it's, yeah. That's amazing. And, and Caitlin, you started to see Larry make these changes. And at what point were you like, uh, I want to get on board with this. I love, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, how, how was that this experience for you in the beginning? <clears throat> well, uh, first of all, like you said, we were caring for his uncle. So um, his uncle was here with us. And so he said, look, I'll take over the cooking. I want to make these changes. So I'll do all the cooking and grocery shopping. I mean, hi, what wife doesn't want to hear that? Or, you know, a partner like, oh my God. Yes, please. And, so, and I was working mostly to um, help um, Stu, you know, bathe, get up in the morning, you know, do all those things that, that needed um, to be done. So I ate this way at home. I, I'm an elementary school teacher. I still ate the standard American diet when I was at school um, and when I went out with friends. So, uh, and, you know, um, elementary school teachers, we don't have a lot of time. Uh, so it was always processed food during the day. And I think that's relevant, too, because I, I was eating you know, a lot of my meals at home, but I was still having the, the ultra-processed stuff some, right, you know, um, during the day. So I really noticed not only did the weight start dropping off in the months following the, those first that first month, um, but he was so much happier. Like it was, it was amazing to see his energy level go up. Um, 
And both his his friends from early on and his family, they used to have this term for him called Dirty Larry. <laughs> because he could get angry at things like in um and I just saw that I just saw everything level out so wonderfully and the energy come up especially you know you mentioned we had adopted our daughter not our granddaughter because I about Stu um we had adopted our daughter in um 2011 and he had so much ener- more energy to oh, yeah. play with her and do things with her and um so that because before we had both tried to be a vegetarian, I tried to be vegan at once. I'm not, and I'm this is our choices, I'm not saying anything for anyone else. But we had tried things to lose weight, we had tried uh, move more, eat less. Um, Larry talked about uh, the room in our house where exercise equipment goes to die, you know, like we had very all this exercise equipment that's just you know uh, hanging out upstairs. And none of it worked. And, you know, we would try it for a few weeks, a month, and we'd go back. And, um, you know, six, seven months in, he wasn't going back. It, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't go couldn't back. Couldn't stop me. <laughs> um, and so I went, all right, okay, you know what? And, and he, Larry tells it, he said, we went to visit my dad. And my dad hadn't seen him in, in a while. And my dad was just like, oh. Look at you. you know, he was just like gushing about his yeah. weight loss. And, and he said, and I, I was, got vain all of a sudden. I went, and, okay, fine. And I was still <laughs> like 220 pounds or right. 230 at 5'9". Yeah. So still morbidly obese. But when your starting point is, you know, 90. So, yeah. so, yeah. so then I went, all right, I'm, I'm all in. And it started in January of 2014. And, um, right. Yeah, January second. Yeah, <laughs> second, we went. Right. We went to that, you know, house of on January first, and, and, and I thought she she had, was gluten free at the time, and I'm like, <laughs> anyway. But so <laughs> then I, I went all in, and my weight loss was slow as well. It was slow, um, but yeah, to, but. to begin with. Um, in the first couple months, first five months from January second yeah. to the end of May. Uh, she had lost okay. about 10 to 15 pounds, 10 to 15. but then what happened June yeah. 1st no, was yeah. amazing. So, um, but I also experienced the same benefits. Yeah, of, she did her skin um, especially. My, yeah. my skin got so much because I had psoriasis, really bad psoriasis. Um, I had achy joints. I just thought it was oncoming middle age. Um, panic attacks. Panic attacks. I was on medication for anxiety, depression, just a whole host of, we both had CPAPs like oh, you know, we both had you know, sleep apnea yeah sleep yeah. apnea so all of those things especially the achy joints started to resolve themselves and I'm more reactive to corn than wheat I'm also from the southwest corn is king in the southwest you know there's corn bread there's corn chips there's tortillas there's I just I had no when he I remember like where I was standing when he told us we'd have to give up corn too. Or try, try, yeah, try, try. yeah. <laughs> like, oh no, oh, God, yeah. you're joking, you know? Like, I was like, really? Um, but then I gave it up, and then I tried to reintroduce it. All of the joint pain came back. The inflammation, my skin just got red and inflamed. Um, so, but the big thing is, several months in, I found out I needed to have major surgery. I'm at the beginning of the summer which meant I wasn't going to be able to walk, really move, walk upstairs, you know, just, I really had to be sedentary for a couple months. And I was a little disappointed because, you know, I had started to see some progress, but we just stuck with it. And I just, 
a whole summer, I was basically sitting and eating fat and protein the whole summer. And I lost 20 more pounds. Wow. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was, I just, you know, he talks about that freedom from hunger. That is a beautiful thing. The energy that I had. um, The ability to fast. We both, we both started intermittent fasting organically because we weren't hungry. (laughs) We were nourished and satiated for the first time in decades. That's usually the way it goes. You, when you when somebody does like low carb keto paleo, they just innately are not hungry, and they you know I'm gonna skip breakfast today, and they have no idea they're actually practicing intermittent fasting. Like like the same case with you two, uh, Caitlin. What was your heaviest weight, and how much weight did you lose? Um, my heaviest weight was two ten, and, and I'm I'm five two and a half five three, and I lost uh, seventy pounds. That's amazing. I always say structure trumps intention. You could have all the best intentions in the world, but if you don't have the structure in place, it's going to be very difficult to get the amazing keto and fasting results that you want. If you are on the go traveling and you don't want to think about what can you eat to help you feel satisfied and to help you continue getting results on your keto journey, for me, my structure when I'm on the go, when I'm traveling, and when I want to have something nearby that's a healthy snack, my go-to is Paleo Valley's Beef Sticks. Paleo Valley Beef Sticks are the perfect gut-friendly, clean protein snack for on the go. And if you have children, this is one of the best things to give your kids. These beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and finished by farmers right here in the United States. They contain naturally occurring probiotics, which helps increase the diversity in your gut. It contains organic spices. It has high concentrations of omega-3 fatty acids, elevated levels of conjugated linoleic acid, which we know is an antioxidant and also could enhance your body's ability to burn fat. It contains vitamins and minerals, elevated concentrations of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant, and it's good for the environment. They have flavors that range from original to garlic summer sausage, regular summer sausage, jalapeno, teriyaki, and they also have turkey sticks available as well. They taste so good that I usually go through three or four, and I think I might set the record for eating almost 10 Paleo Valley beef sticks. Maybe somebody out there has eaten more than me in one sitting. You know, me and my fiance, Natasha, we're always fighting over these beef sticks in our house. We go into the pantry, and I hear her unwrapping it, and I'm like, hey, are you eating one of my beef sticks? (laughs) They are delicious, and since you are an avid listener of the Keto Camp Podcast, we worked out an exclusive deal for you to get 15% off your entire order of Paleo Valley products. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Now, what did that do for your relationships? Well, your relationship together, like uh, how that, did that improve your relationship, but also your relationship with your daughter and just your friends and just overall, what did it do for your relationship as you took care of your health? Oh, well, our relationship got better in, in every yeah. way, in <laughs> every way. No more Dirty Larry? Or was it, that's, is that what you said, Dirty Larry? Oh, yeah, it wasn't yeah. Dirty Larry. Yeah, so, yeah, so much exactly. anger issues, and, right? I, and I know, and I know, and, and I was always a nice guy, but the, like, tailgaters I would go like crazy like I I tell my wife I get in one day like just one driving 
to a, let's say a restaurant. We were going out so much. That's another. Yeah. Um, but I get mad in a whole year. Tailgaters less than I did in one drive. Yeah, so it's so much that the benefits are endless. And uh, you know, I'm I love learning. I love science. I love reading. I love interacting to get rid of that brain fog. If I had somehow gone up 50 pounds in weight, which isn't going to happen, but the non-scale quality of life that you mentioned were just so apparent. Becoming physically stronger, I couldn't even jog to from my house in the middle of the street till the end. You know, I had mitochondrial dysfunction. I was chronically inflamed. So my mitochondria couldn't support jogging. I, at some point in my journey, about six months in, started a, or no, about four months and started a couch to 5k because I was so much more metabolically healthy. Started doing the Mark Sisson primal body weight. It was just incredible. It was like you said, there, there were so many quality of life, including not being hungry all the time, that the weight loss was an awesome, awesome, you know, benefit. And, you know, with the weight loss, becoming a smaller human, I played basketball, tennis, other sports growing up. Being more comfortable in your own body is so great. I'm not really motivated by how I appear to other people physically. There's nothing wrong with that. But the weight loss for a better, more pleasurable experience in my own body is really nice. And I think it's important, given that that information, talked about our whys and our genetics. So his uncle diagnosed with Alzheimer's. My father was eventually diagnosed with um, dementia. And and we've um, grandparents as well, but they were older when theirs. But my uh, father was relatively young, both um, my father and his uncle. And, you know, we had, we are uh, later first time parents. I just envisioned our poor daughter at 18 having to take care of two parents with dementia. And super important for your listeners, her dad had gotten to a point of pre-dementia where it was harder for him to understand the connection with diet and, you know, epigenetics and possibly changing his course. So do not hesitate, guys, when you hear this information. Don't, I mean, why not live your better life today? You know, don't hesitate because I don't know if you feel this, Ben. The older someone gets, you know, and if mental impairments are coming in, the harder change will be. Not impossible, but but harder. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree. You know, and I and I shared this uh, at KetoCon. Like everybody says, one day, you know, I'll start that one day, and I and I said, take your one day, turn it into day one. You know, every day should be day one. What you did, what both of you did, first step is responsibility. Like you took responsibility for where you were at and your weight, obesity, uh, health issues, and you said, I'm responsible, and you made a decision to change your ways. And I think that's the first step towards changing your health or changing anything in life for the better is taking responsibility and ownership. Now, Larry, at what point did you come across Mark Sisson's work? I know you became certified as a primal health coach. And what did that mean to you and and your evolution and what you've learned and what you teach? So first I started uh, gluten-free, but then I got curious, like with corn and other grains, what about all grains? So I think I typed in 
grain-free or, you know, should we go grain-free or something like that. And a really entertaining Mark Sesson uh, blog post came up about like what to tell other people when you're not having a sandwich, like in like, sandwich alternatives, like putting the meat and cheese in our hand, which me and my daughter at least really like. And uh, I'm like, this guy is delightful. And I also, you know, just like you said, people spontaneously fast and they don't know it's fasting. There was somebody at one of our markets with like a caveman symbol and it wasn't Mark Sisson or anything affiliated with him. But in 2013, 2014, paleo was pretty hot. So at the time I was like, ah, caveman, you know, like other people might joke. And then I'm like, so what is this though? And I'm like, that's what I'm doing, except for the dairy. I wasn't having beans and, and grains and I was eating whole real foods and not having the seed oils. So I found him and I quickly ordered Primal Blueprint and he was the most, I couldn't find a flaw in any of his arguments because they were based on anthropology. They were based on common sense. They were based on this premise, if let's say you had a job as a zookeeper and you were in charge of tigers and you had to come up with their diet, the first thing you would say, well, I wonder what wild tigers eat. And his 10 primal laws, eat whole real foods, get movement, get sun, sprint occasionally, lift heavy things occasionally, <laughs> you know, avoid poisonous things. I'm missing a few. His primal blueprint is an elegant, explanation of why people are sick and the introduction of epigenetics, which I know you love, one of my favorite words, meaning above genetics, um, Bruce Lipton's work. And that made so much sense. And it was so encouraging to me. Some people do get turned off, but if, because it does require responsibility, but for your audience that haven't heard the word epigenetics, it's the most hopeful, amazing thing possible. And I share this with the fasting method community. When they do chromosome pictures on what genes are turned on and off of identical twins at 50, the identical twins are complete strangers, complete and utter strangers, because lifestyle choices are really, I'm 57 now at that point, at 57, it's epigenetics for 99% of what's going on well above genetics. That's exactly right. Yeah. Go ahead, Caitlin. I was going to say what, what really attracted me to Mark Sisson and the information Larry shared with me is that he focused not just on food. It was, yeah. we're going to focus on the whole person, the movement, um, mindset. mindset, getting, you know, getting outside that just, rang true for me because I think there's sometimes an over-focus on food and people are just trying to change their food, but there's so many other things. There's, you know, products that you use on, on your body, there are product cleaning products you use, just general movement, just there's so much now than there was before with technology and being on our phone. That's and, like all and, of these go into play. And the core message that once you hear it, you cannot unlearn and it's so, so powerful is that we're still fundamentally our ancestors. And so what all those primal laws and everything we really did was to make our lifestyle habits, certainly our diet and our, our fasting practices, but also movement and sun exposure, 
more aligned with how our ancestors were living. And when you align yourself with the millennia, millions of year old practices of all of our ancestors, then you get to express your best health potential. And you can do it in enjoyable ways. You can do it in modern busy lives. You can, you know, it takes some practice and trial and error and, you know, (laughs) but it's a journey well worth taking. It, it sure is. And you're right. We're still hardwired for the old school. That's that's the bottom line. Our cells have not evolved out of what our ancestors went through, and we're hardwired that way. The body doesn't know about Uber Eats and DoorDash and Whole Foods and all that. It's just nonsense to the innate intelligence. And movement and eating were linked because both hunting and gathering require movement. That's right. Exactly. And then eventually, I, I, you know, and I love Mark Sisson too, so uh, for sure, you know, Mark, if you're hearing this episode, I want to get you on my podcast. <laughs> and I love his work as well. And then eventually you got into the work of Dr. Jason Fung and Megan Ramos. So I want to hear how that happened. And you're actually working with them. You've been working with them with the fasting method, previously IDM. So share how you got involved with uh, Dr. Fung and Megan. So I think one of my superpowers is... And I love this term, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Like I found uh, Dr. Pompa, I found Professor Tim Noakes. Dr. Fung is funny, clever, clearly brilliant. You know, Megan as well. They have such a gift for communicating complex science. And what I really admired uh, about them was that they were going against the grain and against the convention, and they were taking slings and arrows very graciously. But they were saying, you know, guys, this this is what's happening in my clinic. They were using the, the fact that fasting was part of every single cultural tradition, religious, non-secular, every culture embraced fasting. And what was fascinating to me was once there was a more regular food supply with pastoralism and or farming, fasting was still codified. Our farming ancestors knew that they still needed the fast for optimal health. And so they're just brilliant, awesome human beings um, dedicated to helping others. And I found out that I was fasting without knowing it. I was calling it not eating because I wasn't hungry. So I I was even at that time, um, I did lose most of my weight with a combination of one and two meal days. The one meal days were were extremely important. I don't think uh, my metabolic state, I could have accomplished it at my age with just two meals a day. I, I did need some one meal a day, but I was going longer just telling my wife, hey, I feel great. You know, I was experiencing that, uh, you know, that uh, keto high and loving it. So how they, how we found out about each other was I wanted to share. That's why I became one of the first 50 primal health coaches. I became certified in 2014. I gave a presentation at my work. I was giving presentations in natural grocers. I was having people meet me at a local park for free and learn about it. I was spending my own time you know, free, no, not a penny being given to me on uh, social media, on Twitter, sharing this. And people like Prof Noakes and Dr. Fung and, you know, 
Mark Sisson himself started following me. So that was a huge honor. And then I went to a conference where uh, Dr. Fung was a speaker. And uh, I knew that uh, coaching had started up. So they had their eye on me. I had their eye on them. We're similar in that everyone in TFM, all the coaches were have a beginner mindset and we're constant learners and we're not dogmatic. We're not dogmatic about diet. We're not dogmatic about fasting protocols. We're not dogmatic about using fasting aids. It's such an accepting learning discovery support place. And so we, we just aligned on all those levels. That's awesome. I, I love Megan and, and Dr. Fung. They've been huge, huge influences in my work in my life. And uh, I love that you're working with them. And we've also collaborated with the, the fasting method a couple of times I went into the group, such an amazing group. And I, I love that it's not dogmatic, because that's the way it should be. Uh, it should be about health, not dogma. Uh, keto, paleo, veganism. Yeah, health is the goal, not being dogmatic. And, and with that being said, I know some of your backstory, Larry. So um, for those who are listening and watching, I first met Larry, what was it, like four years, almost four years ago. Uh, Dr. Pompa. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Pompa was having an event uh, in Las Vegas, 2018. Yep, it was in November, Las Vegas, 2018. And Dr. Fung was speaking there. Uh, he was one of the speakers. And you were also in the audience. I was in the audience. And we connected in person. We got to hang out with some of the vendors and just hang out a little bit. And uh, I know at that point, you were doing something that Dr. Pompa already was teaching called diet variation, feast, famine, cycling. But share a little bit about the importance of feasting just as, as much as it's important to fast and why you just innately started to do this diet variation change up. Oh, absolutely. They go hand in glove. Like I say, the only thing better than fasting is eating. The only thing better than eating is fasting. And, you know, what we just talked about before, our ancestors enjoyed luxurious, large, full, whole, real food meals, you know, nature's bounty, natural fats, no seed oils, no herbicides, pesticides. They ate the entire animal, as Dr. Bill Schindler would say. We're working on that. We, we, we do these organ capsules. We're works in progress. You know, pork rinds for the skin. But... Uh, Fasting and feasting is um, inherent, and I'm a geographer, so I'm very, I was very attuned to different climates and the seasons, so it makes sense that there would be more fasting over winter, that there would be more carbs when the real food carbs, when the sun was higher in the sky, that, you know, animals would have more fat on them at certain times of the year, less fat other times, that, um, our ancestors wouldn't be able to source the same food each time or the same animal. So the only thing constant about nature is change. So why would we think that our diet should be the one exemption to that? And also, so about for four or five months in, I focused on what I call my core foods. So healthy meats and fish, healthy natural fats, eggs, and full-fat dairy, and a wide range of above-ground vegetables. I wasn't having tubers or um, beans, and of course, not grains. But then about five months in, I remember it was a one meal day. I had done a lot of movement. I'm like, you know, let me try some high quality uh, tubers, see how I do. And like, I lost two pounds when I woke up the next day. 
and I was even less hungry than I normally was. And I had like an inch or so off my waist the next week. And I'm like, huh. So then I kind of put in like, I just cycled carbs. At that point, I didn't put in diet variation. And then I found the whole literature. And, you know, I think there's cool things that going on the more keto side was invaluable because it healed my inflammation and my high insulin levels an added benefit to getting rid of organ fat and visceral fat. It made me in a position where I could eat some higher real food carbs productively. So it's all about stages. Um, but I never stalled throughout that 120 pound weight loss. And I think part of that was finding carb cycling about almost halfway through. So like the first 40, 50, 60 was more on the keto and the next 60 was carb cycling and it worked beautifully. That's it. That's the magic, the variation. You know, when you change the foods you eat or change your fasting schedule, when you create that change, uh, the body has to adapt, right? And Dr. Pompa always says good cells get stronger, bad cells do not adapt. And good mitochondria get stronger and weak mitochondria don't adapt. So your body gets rid of it. That's what it's about, you know. And when we think about keto, and this is primarily, of course, a keto podcast, but we want to make sure. We're not eating the same foods every single day. We're not in ketosis forever. We're mixing things up the way that our ancestors did. Every, as you know, Larry, every single one of our ancestors, they all did keto, but they also flexed out and changed their foods up. So flexed out, I love it. Such a great. They, they flexed out, right? And so if somebody wants to still do keto, that's fine. But maybe change the keto foods you're eating, right? Would that be a variation they could do, Larry? Oh, absolutely. And and the best way, think of it this way, like let's say eggs. The best way to potentially become egg intolerant is if you ate eggs every day, every day. So the foods you like the most, you should cycle out of from time to time to avoid potentially having that. You know, we are omnivores, but if you plant foods have their toxins and, you know, food preparation comes into play, but again, with plants, the best way to become intolerant, maybe change it from a positive to a negative, would be to have it over and over and over. And our bodies just thrive. Our ancestors ate what, Ben? Thou hundreds, thousands of different plant species. So, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So, there, there's your tip right there is to vary the foods you're eating. It's really a new problem we have. You know, a lot of people eat the same handful of foods every single day. Because in the beginning, it helped them and helped them feel better. But to your point, if you eat them every single day, you become resistant to them. You actually could develop a food sensitivity to it. So you want to you want to vary it and mix it up. Same thing with feast, famine, cycling. Fasting is great, but too much of a good thing ends up being a bad thing. Feasting is great, but too much of that could be a bad thing as well. So it's really the variation. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of money on supplements each month. Have you ever thought these supplements are actually working for you? Are they attaching to your receptor sites and helping your cells do a specific job? What if you're not getting enough minerals? Or what if you have too much of something creating an imbalance in other minerals? Knowing this will not only save you money, but it'll also improve your health so you could balance out the vitamins and minerals that you really need. With that being said, how the heck do you know if you have a mineral imbalance? What I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that at the comfort of your home. In this case, I'm talking about my friends over at Upgraded Formulas and their upgraded hair 
test kit and consultation. When you discover the truth here and what's going on with your body, you can vanquish any of those hidden deficiencies that are affecting your metabolism, thyroid, adrenals, mental performance, endurance, strength, and sleep, just to name a few. I've had Barton Scott on the show before and he gave a masterclass on minerals. How this works is simple. You are sent a test kit and you use some of your hair. You just cut off a short piece of your hair. It could be on your head or pubic hair. You send it back to them and they have your results. They also offer a consultation to go over your results with you. It's simple, it's effective, and it's one of the best tests to know if what you're doing is working for you or not. If you'd like to get your hands on their deficiency test and consultation, head to upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 to receive 15% off your entire order. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below. I want to ask this question, the the final question. I'm going to ask you, Kaylin, and then Larry, you can answer it too. How would you recommend, let's say, a, a woman's listening right now, she's a wife, and she's already adopted this lifestyle. She's doing keto intermittent fasting. She's getting results, and she wants so badly for her husband to join her. What would you recommend? How could she inspire her husband to join her on this journey. And then Larry, I'm going to flip that to you and say, it's a man listening. How could he inspire his wife? So for, first you, Caitlin. That's, okay. Well, I will tell you that I, I think, um, first of all, teach through like what you do, like just like Larry did, like I saw the amazing changes in him and it made me want to change. I know from personal experience that you tell me I have to do something, most likely I'm going to do the opposite, um, you know, in different yeah. areas of my life. Um, so it's so hard because personalities come into this. So much of our culture and our upbringing is surrounded in food, you know, and that Larry will share, you know, he had this really defining moment for him on his health journey of, about my relationship with food and my and what I wasn't doing at the time. And he'll share that. But just do what you need to do to make yourself better. You can't control those around you. I know in the in the first month or so, not having those foods, if people in your um, house are having them, that's going to be challenging. But just sticking to it and showing them how much better you feel. And just always, you know, putting it as I just, you know, I want the best for you. He said, like, if I could just bottle how good I feel, I would give it to you. And I think his enthusiasm and his consistency was the best motivator for me. He wasn't dogmatic and he wasn't like, you have to. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> so um, that, I think that, I, I hope that helps answer the question. Um, it's a great answer. No, your answer reminds me of a story about Gandhi, how somebody went to go visit Gandhi. They traveled all this way to visit Gandhi and they said, Gandhi, can you give me a message to take home to my family? And Gandhi simply said, I am the message, meaning just watch what I do. Like I live it to lead it, Dr. Pompous word. So Larry, you know, he did the work. He inspired you. And you're right. People don't like to be changed. They're okay with changing, but they don't like to be changed. So by doing the work yourself, like you said, Caitlin, and inspiring that person, because they're seeing you saw Larry was so energetic. He uh, his personality changed. He was losing weight, and you were like, "Ah, 
I want some of that, right? It was like, that's, I think, fantastic advice. So what about you, Larry? What about for the man who, well, you already did this, but what would you recommend to him? It's probably very similar, but what's your words of wisdom for this guy? Yeah, so learn from the things I didn't do well. I did get a little, a little too evangelical, but it was nothing to do about weight loss. It was driven by a very, and I know because her hormones were where mine used to be, I was experiencing satiation and non-hunger for the first time ever. And I was able to have the meal we had together, not have anything else and happily go to sleep. And I could see her eating, you know, all the hours after, like I used to, after the evening meal. And I just wanted to, like um, Kaylin eloquently said, share how good I felt, felt. And so it comes from a good place. But in my training and, and work in the fasting method, you can only serve other people. You can't save them. Everyone saves themselves. And uh, I think it's Paulo Coelho, C-A-H-L-O. And he's- Paolo Coelho, yep. Yeah, so the world isn't changed by our ideas or, or you know, even what we write, but by our example. So exactly what, what Gandhi was saying. I will say this, that to navigate the change for yourself, to expect any other person in your circle to be exactly ready at the same time that you are. I call it go time, when all the whys crystallize. And this is super, super important. You have to internalize this. You don't have to speak it to another person, but you have to internalize this. All of us are 100% responsible for what we put in our mouths. So you cannot expect, and hopefully support, which she fully supported me, absolutely. She was okay not bringing the bread, pasta, you know, snacks that we used to bring into the house. She was 100% supportive of me. Get good at cooking. That's another way. <laughs> I love cooking. Yeah. Tell, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Tell your spouse you're going to do the shopping and the cooking. That's, that's awesome. handy dandy. Like yeah. that's you take to the market right there. Yeah. But, but <laughs> in, that was a huge thing. For your journey to succeed, we all have to know that even our best friend, closest partner, is not responsible for what we put in our mouth. And that has the added benefit of navigating friends, navigating workspaces, navigating extended family, but you do that in a gracious, loving way. And we can't force change. We can serve as an example with podcasts. And you know, this sharing and serving by example is what the fasting method community is all about. It's one big kumbaya of support, finding your tribe, accountability, um, tons of live resources, six days of the week, and people making lifelong friendships and uh, supporting and learning from one another. So if you are the first one in your circle and you, you don't find that support at uh, Keto Camp, find it at Fasting Method, find real live interactions, the videos, are, are great, but um, of course, but, um, you know, go to meetups, go to KetoCon. The human element is so important. It sure is. It's much needed, especially after the last two years. Uh, people are craving it. 
And the fasting method is amazing. It's an amazing program, an amazing group. Uh, where can they learn more? Where, where do you want to, them to go to learn more about the fasting method? Is it thefastingmethod.com the best place? It's www.thefastingmethod.com. And you'll see a community option. You'll, you'll see an option for um, coaching. And I'm a coach. Uh, you can work with me. And you'll find uh, master classes. And uh, you can always uh, reach out to me at Larry, just L-A-R-R-Y at thefastingmethod.com. And this would be a great episode to share. Like, let's say you are somebody who has made changes or you're about to make changes and you want to get your spouse on board. Share this episode with them. If you're watching on YouTube, like copy and paste the YouTube link and give it to them in a text message or just a podcast link and say, hey, let me let me know what you think about this. Because I think... I really believe the Larry and Kaylin story could help inspire somebody. Sometimes that third party share is makes all the difference rather than you saying, I heard this podcast with Larry and Kaylin and they had this amazing transformation. It's better for them to hear it or see it for themselves. So share it with them. And Kaylin, where can they, where can they check you out? So any social media, anywhere you want them to go? Uh, Kaylin Diamond uh, on Instagram. And um, yeah, and you can always, I mean, I guess, any message through Instagram? Oh, and we're we're starting to do uh, we're we're doing regular weekly videos oh, about yeah. our life with our daughter, how real food yeah. Im- impacts her. Yeah. And I am Nature Boy RR on Instagram. Awesome, Nature Boy RR. And then we'll we'll get Rachel our podcast notes, show notes um, expert. She'll put all of your stuff down below, including the fasting method. I want to acknowledge both of you, Larry and Kaylin, for an incredible story. Uh, you are inspiring so many and you're going to help so many more. I look forward to hanging out with you both again in person very, very soon. Hopefully, we get Dr. Fung and Megan Ramos there as well at the next event. And I just want to say thank you both. I acknowledge you. I do you want and- to leave people with this. This is our joyful, preferred way of living. Yeah. It's, it's not about sacrifice. It's about abundance and joy and feeling great and loving every time you eat, but not being a slave to eating and hunger. But when we do eat, as you well know, each meal is thoroughly enjoyed. And then you go about your life, get all the benefits of fasting. And it's just a joyful way. It's not sacrifice, guys. For millennia, health was wealth. Feeling good is priceless. So this really is an an investment in yourself and it's a huge improvement in quality of life amen well said well thank you kaylin thank you larry i appreciate you both you're always a pleasure to meet up you're doing um, uh, just remarkable amazing things ben i'm so happy for all the change that you're helping people make throughout the globe Hope you enjoyed that inspiring conversation with Larry and Kaylin. Share this with somebody you know, text it to a friend, post it on social media, go check out The Fasting Method, go check out Larry's social, we'll put it down below as well. Please consider leaving the podcast a rating and review. And hey, I want to say I'm super grateful that you spent part of your, your day with us. Thank you. Continue pressing play. We release brand new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So thank you. I got vitamin G for you. Have a great day and I'll see you on the next episode.
podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.